Welcome back, everybody. It's another episode of The Pursuit of Profit. I'm your co-host, Chris Angel, and I'm here with your hostess, Leanne Ozane-Smith. Hello. Leanne, the hair looks lovely today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's always when you have a bad hair day that somebody thinks your hair looks good. <laughs> I, hey, I know, right? Yeah. Well, well, I don't think it looks bad, but hey, I want to, um, I want to, because you like to bring wine into the brand of this thing, which I love, uh, what are we drinking today? Um, we're drinking Columbia Crest Cab Sav. I would like to see like some wine recommendations in the front end of these episodes. I would oh, like to start doing that. <laughs> can, you, can you write that off? Like I've got, a, you've yes. got to try new wines. So we yes, get that would be profitless off. spending, but a very good idea. But good culture building, good <laughs> tribe building. Good cultural building. Yes, yes, for sure. Yes. Right. Uh, this week, the recommendation would be the um, Chateau Saint-Michel, which yeah. is not a wine that I would normally spring for. Yeah. But they're Indian Hills. Um, Merlot mm. is awesome. It's at like wow. a $13 price point and yeah. it drinks like a $30 bottle of wine. Get, I'm at, I'm Get it at Costco right now, Ooh. but we're in Washington where, you know, yeah. we're in the land of wine. So oh, yeah. Yeah, but if you're in the grocery store and you need to impress at a holiday party or something Indian like Wells, that, Merlot. Indian Hills Merlot from Indian Chateau Hills. St. Michelle. Indian Hills Merlot. Got it. Okay, I love it. Hey, All this right. is you. Hey, you know how we talk about utility, right? Yeah. Like, let's let's add some extra about money and wine. <laughs> money and wine. Not only do you get money tips, you get wine tips. This is yep. good every time. Here well, we're me. picking up. We're picking up in this episode, sort of where we left off. Like we, had, I loved our conversation last episode, mm-hmm. um, and we got into how do we finally like what's the secret to finally getting out of the financial fog? And it, we talked about it wasn't a book. It's not the next course. You actually, at some point, when you're ready to finally just do it, you need somebody to get in there with you, like you. Mm-hmm. And hold us by the hand and pull us out of the fog. Yep. That's so good. That's step one. That's step one. So perfect. Because that takes us into today, which is <laughs> step two. So step two. talk me through this. Like, what's the next step after having a guide? Step one's getting a guide. What's step two? Step two is um, throwing accounting in the trash. <laughs> it's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> you, you love saying that too. <laughs> I'm like, just take your profit and loss statement. And all of those things that you think are telling you something about your business that because good entrepreneurs should have them and you put them in the trash because we're yeah. done with those. You yeah. can use them one time a year. That's it. <laughs> I love it. So trashing accounting. And I want to kind of explain why. Yep. When I was having my million dollar mistake, <laughs> which we've talked about ad nauseum, right. um, what turned around for me, where that turned around was I had already had this horrible fight with my husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, he already threatened to divorce me if I didn't figure it out. Um, he, I already had to answer the question about like, how did you make a million dollars, but you can't give us a hundred. I already went through all of that. Right. Right. Yeah. And I laid everybody off and I was having this horrible month, like the worst month of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was at home one night curled up hiding in the couch over there. Mm-hmm. And, um, my accountant had just sent me or my bookkeeper sent me the new round of profit and loss statements. And I said, look at the profit and loss statements. And I have this new knowledge, right? Like I have the same business, I have the same product and I have the same one employee. Like there's not gonna be anything new on here. And mm-hmm. so as I looked at it, some, I, I swear it was, it was from like God that it mm-hmm. dropped into my brain that I'm, I remember just sitting there looking going like, I have, how many of these profit and loss statements have I looked at? Mm-hmm. So many, right? Mm-hmm. This, my bookkeeper has sent these to me every single month for two years. And I've looked at them. And I've been like, oh, okay. But what dropped into my head that night is that this profit and loss statement that I'm looking at is a rear view mirror, mm-hmm. not a windshield for my business. So it's kind of like we live near Seattle. So it's like in Seattle, 
<laughs> you get on I five, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like trying to get somewhere. You you got you like going to a concert. You're trying to get somewhere, and there are six lanes of traffic going north, and there are six lanes of traffic going south, and yep. you are trying to get a to a place like an important date, like going to so you think you can dance or something yeah, like that. Right, right, and yeah. So you're trying to get there on time and in good order. And what ends up happening is your stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, stop traffic, right? Yep, yep. Well, that's bad enough, but that's up with a windshield. So the analogy that like kind of the, or the word picture that came to me that night is I, I'm in that kind of traffic, but all I have to help me move forward is a rear view mirror. Mm. Can you imagine being Hard. stuck in traffic like that and you can't see in front of you at all all you can do is navigate tra- traffic looking in the rear view mirror. That you would be, crash and burn. Yeah, yeah. That is why I crashed and burned. That is why half or more of the businesses I work with are crashing and burning because they're using a rear view mirror to try to navigate that kind of traffic. Dude, it doesn't work Yeah, ever. And so when I had my terrible night and then countless days since then with other people having their terrible night, so to speak, what we do is we say and agree that accounting is for one day a year when we file our taxes. That's it. Every other time, it's about our behavior and what we've learned about ourselves from our business checkbook. So do you know what I do? Hmm. I'm just so not like a traditional person. In finance. <laughs> I don't want to see your financial statements. What I want is you to bring me three months of bank statements. And I want you to leave my office and I want to go through your bank statements by myself like I did for myself when I was having my very bad night. And when somebody that isn't you, who cares about you and is totally in and committed to your success is sitting there and looking at your bank statement and looking at what you spend money on. I'm not emotionally connected to what I'm seeing on that piece of paper. And so I generate a list of questions and that list of questions comes to the client and it looks like a whiteboard <laughs> and there's all of these transactions and I ask mm. questions and priority and decision mm. and how somebody thinks about money clearly shows up when we actually look at the checkbook, not the bank statements. Mm. So that's why we say accounting doesn't work because it doesn't and neither does budgeting, by the way. Mm. doesn't work. That's not part of our solution. It's about figuring out what is going to be our windshield here forward? Mm-hmm. Now you talk. Yeah. I feel like I talked for a long time. I'm going to drink wine. <laughs> I was just absorbing. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, um, like the first thing was just clarifying, like the reason that it is a rear view mirror is because it's already happened. Like it's in the past, just like a rear view yeah. mirror are the things that you've driven past already. Your uh, profit and loss statement is a record of things already gone things already happened. And so you don't, you can't make decisions on things in the past. You're trying to get a a grasp on what's currently happening in the moment so that you can affect the behavior of what's happening. If you don't affect the behavior, then the the future, the future starts to look a lot like the past because you don't make any change to behavior. Exactly. Exactly. That's why you had for two years, Mm -hmm. these profit and loss statements being sent to you. And you're like, I don't know. I looked at them every month, but nothing like, I don't know. And somehow I got here. It's because you weren't able to make to make adjustments to behavior in the moment because you were too busy looking at what had already happened in the past. Yeah, you can't move forward looking backwards. Right. You can't do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it, unless you want to fall on your face. Like, right. it, just, right, right, right. it just doesn't work. Uh, um, another thing that doesn't work is the definition of profit, which is why yeah. accounting doesn't work. It doesn't work. Hmm. Account, like, years and years ago, I, I know I've shared with this, I think I shared it in the last episode where 
or the one before where I threw myself under the bus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but once I finally got myself to a place where I realized like, oh, I am in this financial fog because I didn't do what I should with money. Now, in my defense and everybody else's defense, I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. All I knew was what all the books and the gurus told me to do. Like have the perfect marketing strategy, have a good funnel, have this, have this. Have. So I had those things. And like you talked about in the last episode, those things I saw very clearly. What I didn't see yep. was why I was firmly stuck in the financial fog. Yes. Um, part of that has to do with the, the fact that we are engineered as, on, uh, as entrepreneurs to think income minus expenses equals profit. Mm -hmm. You talk to any CPA yep. or any financial planner, they're going to say income minus expenses equals profit. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. I mean, how long have you been trying to yes. do that in your own wait, business? Wait. I want to say something. I feel like there's a, I, I think there's a uh, correlation here. There's a, a law called Parkinson's law, which is the time it takes to complete a task will expand to the amount of time you give it. Mm. Do, do you know that one? No. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like if you give yourself an hour, you're going to get more done than if you give yourself a day, it's going to take you all day to do it. Right. This is why right. before people go on vacation, they get a ton done because they don't have the time, <laughs> they don't have a ton of time to get it all done. Right. Yeah. That's great. So Similarly, I see, I would guess the, um, if you wait to take profit at the, after it's all said and done, your expenses will expand to the profit that's left over. So there is no leftover profit. Every time. Yeah. That's, that, does, that, does that correlate? Does yes, that make sense? Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely perfect. You're We're going to call it Leanne's Law. Leanne's can, Law is Leanne's law. your expenses will always expand to the amount of profit left over, leaving you no profit. Yeah. Soundbite. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. It's perfect. <laughs> all right. So, so what's the alternative? Like, how the do we actually, yeah. is that we throw accounting in the trash, including the thought of income minus expenses equals profit. Right. What we do instead is we say, no, no profit is what wasn't spent on the business. That is actually what profit is. And it might seem like a little minutia or a little minor tweak in your thinking, uh -huh. but it's actually major. Uh -huh. okay. um, so what we do and have wait, done wait. since Just say, it, say it again, profit is, Profit is what you didn't spend on your business, Period. which is very different than income minus expenses. Right, right, right. Profit it's what is, you didn't yeah. spend on your business. Got it. Okay, good. That's profit. Okay. So um, what we do as a practice, and most people, like, they think I'm crazy. They literally think I'm crazy. Mm. When I roll out their profit plan and I tell them they're going to go open a bank account, mm. they're going to call it profit. And that one to 5% of all of the dollars that mm. they have made are going to go there first. So they're going to begin to pay themselves first, not last out of the business. They think I'm nuts. They're like, you're crazy. My business isn't gonna be able to survive. Don't you know, haven't you looked at our financials? And I'm like, right, but we're changing how that looks. Uh, you're gonna have profit first. Super interesting how um, that book, Profit First came out yeah. uh, not too long ago. It's a great read. Like, I felt like that guy, like, poached my blog or something like it's a great <laughs> read um he has a lot of great ideas and I, I if nothing else he is affirming and that book is affirming what i am telling you guys like yeah. we've been doing this in a profit coaching practice since 2008 2009 mm -hmm. so it, it works and what i can tell you is that when you take your profit and you send it to safety then you protect your profit from your business mm -hmm. and you protect your profit from your natural behavior with money because you haven't maybe yet figured out how to behave well with a business checkbook. Mm -hmm. I will teach you, you mm -hmm. will know how, 
But until you've got that muscle memory down, then you need a mechanism. I'm going to use your term mechanism yeah. with teeth. Yeah, <laughs> Right. Mechanism yeah. with teeth. Where we're like, yeah. we just do this as a discipline. Yeah. And then that discipline creates other disciplines financially that are very profitable. Like once you get used to doing that, then you have another discipline where you're automatically investing into your SEP or your simple or something like that. Yeah. So you're creating passive income for your future. Yeah. I just want to say too, though, you use the word discipline, but it, but knowing the system that you use, it's actually easier than a discipline. Discipline sounds like hard work, but it's oh. very automated. Like there's a lot of things that once it's set up, it doesn't require once it's it set up, your bank does it all for you. It's all set up. Once it's set up, <laughs> it just is a lot easier. It, the discipline is in the setting it up and, yep. and the committing to uh, and, and <laughs> taking a deep breath and stepping off the ledge, knowing that because this will be this is new. You're moving money in a way you haven't moved money before. And you're like, oh, God, I don't know if I can do this. And yep. that's the discipline to stick to the plan. Yep. But once the, me the, me the me mechanics are in place, it does takes it's care automated. of automated. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for saying that. Cause yeah. I wouldn't have thought to say that yeah. my, one of my favorite phone calls that I get are from people. <laughs> hmm. I got one yesterday. This guy calls me. He's like, Hey, um, what am I supposed to do with that profit account again? And I was like, you're supposed to pay it to yourself unless there's some really big <laughs> item that I got all this money hanging out here. What am I supposed to do yet? They forget that. Like they'll yeah. do three months of coaching with me and they'll figure out like, here's my ops account. Here's my profitless spending account. Like, and they know how to like to do the jive because it's daily spending, but the, the profit account, they're kind of like, what am I supposed to do with that? Mm -hmm. um, and it's amazing to watch people bonus themselves, especially with the new tax laws, those profit dollars and have it change their families trajectory because wow. wow. you know what here's the thing i'm looking for a way to find a way to express this beautifully it's not quite there yet but hmm. there is a lie it's almost like this whole um well as long as i'm happy in what i'm doing and as long as i'm fulfilled in what i'm doing and as long as i'm a good person and hmm. as long as and as long as then then it's okay if i'm not really making money like it's kind of understood that like when we look at big corporations you know big evil corporations we're like well all they care about is making money and so we as a culture have made that kind of a dirty thing hmm. but it, what we've what we've elevated as a culture is uh financial freedom hmm. passive income um the ability to do what we want to do with our lives like pursuing our liberty pursuing the freedoms that we have as americans hmm. We elevate those things, but we still think it's dirty to be like, no, I actually just want money because <laughs> there, there's a judgment call that comes right. with that. Right. And so yeah. part of why I do this work is I want to li I want to see people liberated from that. Like, mm. dude, the life that you mm. want on the other side of this, the reason you yeah. take all these risks as a business owner is so you can travel three months a year or mm. be home with your kids when they get off of school, whatever the thing is that they want. Money gives us choices. It doesn't buy us happiness, mm -hmm. but it gives us the choice to do that yep. and to do that without stress. And so what is wrong with stepping back and going, yep. I started a business because I'm really good at something and I love it, mm -hmm. but doing it for profit. There's nothing evil about that. And mm -hmm. I think entrepreneurs need to be set free from that stinking thinking. Like mm -hmm. it is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I would swap that word out and the pursuit of profit because Ooh, from your yeah, profits, yeah. you will yes. find happiness. Yep.
I love All right, it. I'm done preaching now. That's good. Wine. Preach. Come on, Leanne. Preach that thing. Take a sip of wine. That's so good. You earned yourself a sip of wine. <laughs> okay. So if you had to summarize the step two, like we step one was get a guide. How would you say step what is step two? In step that? two is it's, after you've gotten your guide, you throw out accounting. It doesn't serve you. It never you throw happens. out accounting and you do what instead? Spend on purpose. Got it. So so you throw out accounting. Uh, can I let me just clarify really quick? We still do accounting, yes, for that one day a year? One day a year. So we still do it. We still do bookkeeping. We still have the profit. Like that stuff's there. A profit and loss, if you ever want a bank loan as a business, you're going to need to see a profit and loss. Like there's there's stuff, there are reasons why you- Yes. There are reasons why we do accounting. Yes. But it's not- Yeah. But it's (laughs) not the- It's not the- It's it's not the tool we're using to make decisions anymore. Mm Mm-mm. We're not using that to try to make decisions. We're doing a spend on purpose method mm-hmm. to actually impact the money we take home, the, the profit we, we receive, and the, the pursuit of happiness we get to yep. live. Yep. And the spend on purpose method is what we build for yeah. the individual business owner yeah. through a three-month process. Right. But the nutshell of it is that we identify profitable spending – like, okay, we can hold these dollars accountable for return. Example, paying you. Uh-huh. Hey, thank you. Most profitable expense nah. that the business has, right? right. Paying the owner, um, paying your rent. Like these are things that we can say, you know, we, we have to have these things and we can hold them accountable for return. Mm-hmm. So there becomes a plan for profitable spending. Mm-hmm. And there's also, um, <laughs> it's not very popular because people don't understand it because they're used to like hoarding money, like, no, not going to spend that. Um, but in the, in the spend on purpose method, we have a cap on how much money we hoard in our operations account. And it, when you hit that cap, it happened to me this week with a client. He hit his cap. I'm like, you can't have any more than $40,000 in that account. Move it. So he had to move $10,000, which is awesome, mm-hmm. from his, his operations account to profit. Because mm-hmm. we're not going to sandbag profits anymore we're going to exploit our profits we're going to take our profits we're going to love our profits and we're going to go change our family's life and our community and be charitable and all of those things with our profits yeah so the method is about where you spend money where we expect return on investment and then we get really clear about what profitless spending is i have it this bottle of wine profitless spending right even though i can write it off right can i hold this accountable for return on investment hell no right can I use my business to buy with pre-tax dollars to buy some wine for an episode? Absolutely. Yeah, because we're getting wine tips. call it a business expense. It's a BS expense. Yeah. So we need to plan for those as well. So right. the method is about yeah. where we put money and where we spend it. What I like about um, so we we often get into big convers big big conversations about money and finances and profit and things. Mm-hmm. But and I, and um, what I love about this particular episode is we're actually there is a deliverable. Yep when you work with Leanne, like spend on purpose, the spend on purpose method is not a bunch of ideas. There's actually mechanics that go into like, by the time you get to the end of those three months, you actually have things that make your money go where your money needs to go. Yep. That makes it automated. And uh, Leanne, you've said this mul- multiple times in terms of like people's experience with you at the end of those three months is like, how do I keep you on as like a virtual <laughs> CFO? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's because it's one thing to get the mechanics set up, but then to have somebody 
continue to bring perspective ongoingly month after month for what else to do for financial decisions I have to make is invaluable. And to have a virtual CFO at like, I know your rates are cheap, but to have you compared to bringing in an actual CFO, it's way more affordable to have a virtual CFO. Pay yourself as the CFO. Let me be on a small retainer, right? Right, right. Yeah. Like why not put way more money in your profit account and retain Leanne as a virtual CFO than to go actually like give equity or pay somebody gobs of money as a CFO. Yeah, don't do that. Well, you don't need to because the that's the point is the 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 deliverable. Yep. The spend on purpose the spend on purpose method that has the mechanics that automate things take care of all of that. Now you just need advice and counsel, not all the maneuvers of things because that's right. taken care of in what you create with them. Yep. Oh now my god. One I just, more thing before we we wrap this because um here's the thing. I say I feel like I say it every episode, but it's so true. What I consistently see with every business that takes this seriously and does the work and they let me take them out of the financial fog and teach them this method and implement it. What, what you focus on grows. I think it must be a universal truth. Hmm. And so when we stop focusing on, I got to make more money, I got to make more money. And we start focusing on like, I need to keep the money I'm making. <laughs> I need a paycheck. <laughs> I need retirement accounts. I need health insurance. I need those things. Mm -hmm. And so when the business owner starts to focus on their profit, it's, it's like, I I can't explain it. It's like magic. Mm -hmm. It it just, it just happens. Like Mm -hmm. they'll say to me, I don't know how I never had profit before. Like I I haven't even grown sales, but I have profit. Mm -hmm. And and it's because I believe that when we start to spend on purpose and Mm -hmm. spend in the right places instead of the wrong places, which is a whole other episode. Um, the business owner becomes free and they become empowered around an area that they would otherwise ignore and delegate to a bookkeeper, which is not going to do anything but give you a rear view mirror. So what you focus on grows. When we start focusing on profit, it starts to show up every time. Yeah. Yes. And I love that there's a system in place to have that happen. It shows up every time because the system makes it that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I know it works because I did it to turn my business around. So. Right. And all the others you've helped since then. Yeah. Well, Leanne, if people want to reach out to you to have a profit discovery call and kind of figure out how you can help them, where can they go? Profitdiscoverycall.com. Perfect. 40 minutes. Yep. We talk about your business. Yep. Not a sales pitch. Yep. We talk about your business. Yeah. I don't know if I can help you and you don't even know if you want my help. So that's why we do a profit discovery call to figure yeah. out if, yeah. if I can help you. And if I can't help you, you're going to leave with um, good nuggets Mm-hmm. and know that you were heard and have yeah. some ideas. That's good. Yeah. So, so much value in that. Um, uh, I love it. And also I, I, I want to um, uh, promote your uh, free, your free book too, because I think there's oh, yeah. there. <laughs> five money mistakes that are stealing your profit and how to fix them. Yeah. Those yeah. five mistakes that I made over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's at uh, pursuit dash of dash profit.com. Perfect. And you just give us an email address and we'll yep. send you the book. It's cute, it's light, it's easy, and it gives you action items. I love it. So good. Leanne, thanks for a great episode. Always bringing value. I'm I'm excited for the next piece of like wine tips that we add to their episode. I know. Thank you. Such a good suggestion. Let's do it every time. I love it. (laughs) So good. All right. Thanks, Leanne. We'll catch you next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye.